right, welcome to the EH Leader Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to connect, encourage, and equip strong leaders to make an impact in the homes around them. Today's episode is a 10-minute conversation, and we've got an incredible ministry leader with us via Zoom. Uh, we're about to put 10 minutes on the clock. Uh, I've got a timer right here. Uh, Jerry Hendricks, welcome, man. Thank you, Bobby. It's good to see you this morning. Good to see you. Glad, glad to be a part of uh, some things you're doing. Oh, man. I'm, I'm glad you are, too. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. You ready. All right. Three, two, one. Ten minutes on the clock. Jerry, tell me where you're serving and what you do. I am the pastor of First Baptist Church in Sweetwater, Texas. Sweetwater is 40 miles west of Abilene. If you don't know where Abilene is, I uh, can't help you. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Uh, so, But we lived 10 years in Houston, and when we start, moved to Abilene, people didn't know where it was. So uh, I realized that not everyone knows uh, all of the different areas of Texas, but that's where we are. All right, Sweetwater, do you know the population off the top of your head? It's about, yes, it's about a little over 11,000 people. Okay. Okay. So several major corporations here, yeah. uh, but it's mo- a lot of people travel to Sweetwater to work. Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, it, is your church a community church or a regional church? What would you say? It's hard to say in the context out here in, in probably big surveys, it would be considered rural. I mean, that's the demographic we get for our hospitals and, and school districts. Uh, but we're the, we're a pretty good hub here for some of the outlying communities that are pretty small towns, a lot of six man football around us. Uh, so smaller schools uh, that, uh, that depend on us for all the essentials. Gotcha. So uh, in Sweetwater, Texas, tell me about your family. Uh, Sharon and I have two adult children. Uh, Sarah is an educator. She's a teach fifth grade teacher. Uh, Sharon, my wife, is an educator, first grade teacher, and James uh, runs uh, a couple of businesses that we have and work together in, uh, all in Abilene, Texas. Awesome. So, senior pastor, um, that come that seat comes with a lot of of, of different opportunities, sure. incredible opportunities, but it, some challenges. But what's your favorite part of your role there in Sweetwater? Well, I think. First of all, I consider myself a rookie pastor. I did uh, a career in student ministry, then did a church start, which has its own unique uh, elements to it and structure. Did that for about 12 years and then uh, retired from ministry, came over here to do this. And uh, it's it's been different. It's not a stereotypical First Baptist County seat town. Uh, they had gone through a lot of transition to set this place up well for someone and uh I was friends with a youth minister here, so we joined forces. Uh, we have a very compatible skill set. And so in that, my favorite thing is, is going to be strategic leadership, I think. Uh, I enjoy, uh, you know, being able to uh, look at things, evaluate it, uh, kind of get a feel for people, uh, sort of that the missional aspect to it. I think uh, I shared with our leadership last Monday that, uh, churches are not going to have a template moving forward. I mean, that's been eroding for a while in terms of lack of denominational strength. Uh, but with COVID and different skill sets and uh, things that it's, it's going to take to uh, develop a congregation and families, every church is going to have to discover what uh, being on mission means, I think. And I really, and I enjoy that. Now, there, uh, you know, there's there's challenges to that in, in difficult times, but that's, uh, that's where I thrive. I think that's awesome, man. So 
the flip side of that question, just this is a safe place, and and listeners, ministry <laughs> leaders, yes, there uh, is safe. Like, what is something that maybe you do that's not your favorite thing to do, but you try to do it the best of your ability? Not it's not a weakness, but maybe a growth area or something that that that's on your plate that you're like, you know, this is what I do. No, it's a, it's a weakness, and it's I'm not growing there. <laughs> but it's uh, systems. And the frustrating part to me about that is systems are somewhat administrative. Uh, and the deal is I know how to do them. I just don't spend time doing them. And, and the reason I don't spend time doing them is it just frustrates me. I don't, I, I felt like administration was an ad a friend that was really good at that. Uh, it's like uh, two steps forward, one step back, or maybe, one step forward and two steps back, but it's always starting over. And it, that just frustrates me. Uh, but uh, Teak, my associate here, has that skill set. And uh, so uh, we're able to cover a lot of ground for, you know, a small church kind of kind of situation. Yeah. So yeah, even, definitely. Yeah. Even in, in maybe a weakness or something that you don't necessarily love to do, you find people that do have those strengths to bring them in. That's awesome. That's leadership. Well, so. well Yes, but what I've learned through my years is that those people are really hard to find and uh, that that can understand it and keep it from bogging down. And, and you, you've seen that in probably particularly larger organizations. Sometimes that administrative type or that mindset, they get so stuck in those systems, they keep the train from moving forward. And uh, but uh, so, yes, I, I've only I've probably worked with three or four in my career that were really, that really excelled in that area. That's interesting. So about five minutes left on the clock. Um, you know, part of empowered homes is uh, our heartbeat is how do we connect church and home? How do we make discipleship more than just coming to a building on Sunday morning? like, how do we, how do we do that? So my question is like, what are you doing intentionally to connect church and home to equip people to, to live out that everyday discipleship? Well, for one, I think the most important thing we've done is we talk about that every week and uh, we try to, to measure ourselves and evaluate and see how well we're doing there. Uh, our children and youth ministers, they have done a really good job coming out of COVID where everything went from live to digital, which eventually, and we did well with that. I know some people didn't have that skill set for that to work well, but we were energized. We had a good number of people engaged. But then coming back into that, we're able to ask some really difficult questions about what we were doing. Uh, now that we're in this hybrid, what changes can we make? And then what will we look like going forward? But it made us, we were already doing a few things. We had a few hooks in the water uh, with, uh, with, uh, with families and homes pre-pandemic. But it just, the whole uh, at-home situation just uh, brought to light us uh, more opportunities. And if you remember, we called you. Uh, right, right off the bat, because there were two people that I knew in ministry that had had kind of walked ahead of any anything that might come up like this, and so you were one of the ones that we talked to. And and Teak still uh, uses the phrase that you landed with us that the home is Plan A, the church is Plan B, and so uh, he said it in our leadership Monday night. So uh, it is it resonates with us. So we take a lot of what he's done, like he just completed a series, a Lenten series for the youth ministry. And within that series, there's several pieces that 
uh, involve family and home and parents. And so, uh, you know, obviously always the challenge is getting buy-in and ownership from that end of it. But uh, it's really, to me, the, the cool thing is just that process that we go through now to think through how's it, how's this going to reach family and how can we kind of help them, give them the, the tools to, to structure something for, to continue that conversation. Uh, so on church wise, we do, uh, I started writing a Bible study that goes with every sermon that Bible studies online. And we encourage that to be used in homes. Uh, and then probably where the next big step for us is really being able to follow up with those, those, those things, this, this Lenten series will be the first pretty intense uh, connection, I think, to families and involving them in something that's going on with their students. Yeah. I mean, just that, that idea of, of, of getting things into the home is key and just, you can't just do it one time. And I love what you said of, of every Sunday we talk about it. every Sunday. It's, it's a part of our DNA to, to, to connect those things. And that's huge. And, you know, like I think a lot of times with churches, we, we do big initiatives and then it just kind of fizzles out. But if it's a consecutive thing that's on your radar, it, it becomes part of who you are. That That's awesome, man. And yeah. Well, it's, you know, everybody's talked about engagement through this process and that that whole conversation will continue to evolve. And uh, it's I think for 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 us in particular, it's going to be how we how do we evaluate that and how are we going to start to measure our progress? Because all the previous dashboards are extinct and you're just trying to figure out now, you know, what we do and then how we can measure it better. Yeah. But we do have more uh, parental uh participation with us, I think, in incubating some of those ideas and uh, things that will be helpful for them. And uh, so that's also helped with us, uh, helped here as far as our progress. And that's that's awesome. About 40 seconds left. I got to ask you this. With coming out of 2020, going into 2021, what are you most excited about this year? Well, it, the opportunities that we're given to start over. Mm-hmm. Uh, December in December of this year, our church will be 140 years old. And one of the things that I said during the, during the fall was not many 140-year-old organizations have the opportunity to go to a blank campus. Mm. And I've got to do that with a church start. And it, there's a different uh, feeling and experience there. And I think that's what our church is, is pre- preparing to do. Uh, there'll be limitations, of course, but that, that slate has never been cleaner. That's awesome, man. Timer's up. Uh, Jerry, man, that, that's so true for us to understand that, especially some older churches, but even the, some newer churches. My church is only 40-something years old. Right. We're having those same conversations. And so for us to know that you're doing stuff in Sweetwater that I can bring to Katie and I can give you back and forth, I think that's, that's what I think. 2020 going in 2021, the walls of competition between churches is coming down. We're, we're in yeah. this together. I, I really see God moving us in a, a direction of collaboration. And I think that's what we're going to see. And I'm excited about it. So Jerry, that's our 10 minutes. Thank you, man, for our time. Thank today. you. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, if someone's listening and be like, Hey, I want to know more about what he's doing. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, just email me, jerry at fbcsweetwater.org, and I'll be glad to, to continue that conversation. Thank you, Bobby, for your influence and what's going on here. Appreciate you and love what you're doing. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah.